It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Walker White, you freeze got him. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, a special, special edition as we are recovering uh, this massive, massive recruiting win for Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. Unbelievable win as the Auburn Tigers pick up a commitment from Walker White, who is a top 100 prospect in the 2024 class, as well as uh, potentially the future of the quarterback position when you look at what Hugh Freeze is going to try to do on offense. What a big win. What a bright kid. What a good kid. I mean, it just seems like there's so many different angles of this that are absolutely huge. And joining me to talk about this, Daryl Daprich, our regular uh, reoccurring guest here on the show. Dap, what a freaking huge win for the Tigers. Walker White to Auburn. Oop, Dap, let me know if you're able to hear me or not. We'll try that again in a second. But obviously huge, obviously huge for several different reasons here. So you look at the future of this position now, and it's like you got Hank Brown coming in this year, and then the 2024 quarterback, it's already settled. And you see this with quarterbacks a lot. Now you can build your class around him. And he just strikes me as the kid that's going to be involved in trying to sell other wide receivers, uh, sell, hey, you want to come be my left tackle for the next three or four seasons before we head off into the NFL? I mean, it's that big. This could be that big of a commitment. Let's try Daryl again. Daryl, can you hear me this time, yeah, my friend? I'm, I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah, man. Your your initial reaction to when Walker White said Auburn put on that uh, the, the orange and blue hat and then revealed that he was wearing like a, a, an Auburn shirt underneath his jacket. Well, I was extremely pleased. I think that the tea leaves kind of changed the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Hugh Freeze doing some work. It was ironic after the press conference and a lot of what we talked about on Locked on Auburn this morning really came to fruition late last night, it sounds like. And uh, this has been a roller coaster ride. This is a kid that I think Auburn had to have after losing Adrian Posse yeah. in, this, in the class. I think he's a better quarterback prospect than Adrian Posse. And, you know, it was it was one of those situations where all of a sudden Auburn felt really good and then Clemson felt really good and everybody had him crystal balled to Clemson and Midnight Hugh came in and pulled the rug out a little bit, I think. And I just think this is a big get. And I think this is the kind of recruit or commitment uh, that's a domino effect. The, these are the ones that lead yep. to other big names. And it's like a you hit your wagon to this type of commitment. That's why I think it's big. And the fact that it happened the way it happened, Auburn's mm. used to be on the other side of these surprises, Zach. I'm just going to be You're honest. Right. You get tired of that after a while. And uh, it was really nice the way this happened. It's not a flip, obviously. I guess you could call that. There was no verbal commitment, but everybody had him going to Clemson. So it was a nice change of pace. Well, there was um, there was some chatter in one of the group chats that I'm in earlier today that all of these people that were like, 
like Steve Wilfong, I, I believe, was in that group who was kind of anchoring the coverage there. But there were several dudes that were like, you know, 14 of 14 of commitments, 20 of 20, two of two. And I'm, I'm trying to find the actual snapshot, but all of them, all of them said Clemson. And that's the way it was generally feeling, right? Is that he was going to pick Clemson. And it's so funny. I was watching the live chat when he was announcing on the 247 YouTube page. And the way the kid was talking, everybody's like, oh, he sounds like a Dabo quarterback. And I, and I was listening to him and I'm like, man, I don't know the stuff that he's saying. It's stuff that Hugh says all the time. So I'm like, I don't know. This could totally work. And um, I don't know. We're looking at it from a certain perspective, right? But just the, the way he talked over and over again about, you know, valuing his faith and culture and community and, and, and thanked all of the folks. That's the stuff that Hugh Freeze does every single time we get to hear him talk. So I think it's a solid match there. Uh, I, I, do I think NIL was involved, Daryl? Sure. Whatever. But like, hey. He's a he's an Auburn Tiger commit right now. Yeah, I, I guess the argument that I would have, I I agree that NIL is involved, but I would think that a school like Clemson's playing the NIL game. Why wouldn't they be? They've won national championships. They're a big school. That you know, for a long time they've been considered Auburn with a lake. So unless Auburn has that much of a superior NIL collective or program, which I don't know because I don't know about Clemson's, I would think that Clemson would be able to be in the running or compete. Maybe not. Maybe I'm being naive, but at Clemson's big enough, dominant yeah. enough, and, 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 a, and a national power, I think it comes down to this, too. The Hugh Freeze dynamic is there, the same Dabo dynamic if a kid is a kid of faith. Not that you play that card to get a recruit. It's it's a it's a genuine thing, but if a kid feels that that's important, you, you know, that, that, that matters. But you look at Clemson's quarterback room with Klubnik, Hunter Johnson, who's been to Clemson and back three or four times. And then, you know, this Christopher Vizina kid that's coming in that's a really highly rated quarterback. Um, I wanted that, I wanted him bad. Vizina? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you got three, you got a guy that Klubnik who can play three years. Um, you got Hunter Johnson, who's a senior. So if something happens to Klubnik, he's your he's your backup. And then you got Vizna, who may redshirt, but he's there. I, I don't see the opportunity at Clemson for a path to playing time like you do at Auburn. And isn't that what the transfer portal is, has all come about? I mean, NIL, NIL is a separate entity, but transfer portal a lot of times comes down to how much NIL you can get, or I want a better opportunity to play somewhere else. And so I think this affords White a much better opportunity, a less crowded quarterback room. This is the biggest, this is the biggest win in a long time for Auburn on the recruiting front. And I know we had some really big flips in the early signing day and all that, like, and that's great. But I just, I don't remember a time where every expert in the world is saying, okay, he's going somewhere and we sweeped it. We swept in and got him. I, I just don't remember that ever really happening any time over the last five years. Daryl, can you think of one to even compare it to? No, I mean, I think because the fact that you, you look at head-to-head um, -head lately, it's not – Auburn has been on the losing end a lot of these recruiting battles. And I think you also add the importance of when's the last time Auburn's really gone head-to-head -head with a national power, national championship contender program at the quarterback position and got them. Let's be honest. Bo Nix, who is the highest-rated quarterback since Walker White to commit – 
to Auburn was really an Auburn. I, I felt like an Auburn legacy and Auburn, you know, get all along. So where, where was that last quarterback battle where a highly rated kid and you're going head to head against some really prestigious schools? I cannot remember the last time it's been a long time. <laughs> I just, I mean, Daryl, there was this narrative that, that came up before Hugh freeze got here that what, the way Auburn was positioned in the conference and the way everything happened in scheduling and granted that's changing soon, but just they were stuck in the middle of Auburn or of Alabama and Georgia. And people wanted to say, Oh, you can't recruit at a high level at Auburn anymore. Everything. The sec has moved on and they're just in a tough spot. And Hugh freeze has come in. And in less than 90 days has Every time something happens and there's an opportunity for Auburn to win, Daryl, Hugh Freeze finds a way to get that win. Every single time. Yeah. And I, I've just, I've never seen anything like it before. It's why I feel like, you know, keeping with this quarterback theme, I'm completely comfortable and 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 really just confident and content, the three C's, Mm-hmm. And whatever plan he has in the spring for quarterback, like right. if, if we come out of the spring and Robbie Ashford is the guy, I'm going to believe that Hugh Freeze thinks that Robbie Ashford has progressed, has gotten better, and is the man, the man to take Auburn into the fall season. If we don't, and we go get QB one in the spring transfer portal, then I'm I'm satisfied with that. The faith he has proven himself <laughs> since he's been here. What has Auburn wanted, let's be honest, that they needed or wanted since he's been here that they really haven't gotten? They've added eight offensive linemen. They've now added the quarterback that I think he targeted for 2024. Right. Um, He got some defensive players. We we kept talking about the defensive line. we got to bulk up the defensive line. Hello. He did that. What about linebacker? Oh, we got to have linebackers. That's the position of need. He adds two potential starters. I mean – the secondary is what it is. I mean, for some reason, Auburn's become, you know, defensive back you with the amount of kids that are just high level committing yep. there. Zach Etheridge, the position, thank you. Yes. The positions of need. When we when we all gathered up in November and it was getting ready to put the final touches on whatever, whoever Auburn was going to hire, if we had a wish list, let's be honest, he's fulfilled most or not all of that wish list of things Auburn needed that we felt like to be competitive next year. Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you on that. So let, let's, I think there's two talking points to be had here, and we'll go whichever one you want to go first here. Mm-hmm. The first is, or, or one, one option is, does this impact what you do at quarterback in the May portal session? Does it impact that at all? And I think the other way we could go with this is, how good and how special could this 2024 class be at Auburn? I think that to answer your question, your first question, it absolutely has no impact at all. On I agree. Because this portal in, in May, the spring portal, is for immediate gratification for this year only. I know that people want to say, oh, get a kid that can play three years and start right away. They're not out there. That's It's rare. Go get a kid that bridges you, that bridges the gap between now and 2024 or until Robbie – progresses and emerges because he could be hell on wheels next year, but yeah. give you that stop gap quarterback that can win you eight or nine games right now because he's a fifth year player. That's what Auburn needs and signing 
or having Walker White commit doesn't affect that at all. We're, this this transfer portal quarterbacks for instant gratification the here and now. The second question um, was about I'm sorry refresh my memory about um, you said oh the 2024 class yeah how special could this class yeah. be? We heard him talk about being worried about being behind the eight ball. He's added two nice kids in the last three days that are four-star kids, high four-star kids that has got the ball rolling. If it's an eight ball, that eight ball is rolling towards the corner pocket, my friend. It's going. I mean, he's he's got it figured out that – I mean, you just – you're not behind the game. I mean, I know it's only three commits, but think about how much more momentum you can get over the next five, six, seven months. If Auburn has a much improved year in the fall and you get some of these 2024 kids on campus to see the electric atmosphere, 2024's class – may not fall behind and, and could be if things fall like they should, a top 10 class. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's just amazing to think about. And all of a sudden, the, the well, the, the thing that I think is interesting, and you touched on a little bit there, is Hugh Freeze feels like he is behind in the 2024 yeah. class. And you already look at what he's starting to cook up in 2025 and it's like okay yeah maybe so maybe that does make sense maybe he is telling the truth on things that just i don't think it's coach speak daryl i don't think yeah. he's that kind of coach with what we've seen so far every time he talks it's like no i feel like he's being maybe a little too honest i mean he was telling us what he was working on after this you know at his presser on thursday he's like yeah we're gonna work on like our screen game today it's like oh okay i don't feel like most people will tell us that so that, that that's interesting so yeah, when, when he's when he's selling all of this and saying like, yes, I'm really concerned about the 24 and 25 class. It's like yeah, he probably is. But then you go out and get Walker White, and and you beat out some some programs that it sounded like he was really interested in Clemson specifically. And people are talking about it in our live chat right here about you know went to Clemson's Junior Day and all that. Um, I think a lot of people thought, I think a lot of people thought it would be a done deal, and. Clearly it wasn't. I mean, just what an unbelievable, unbelievable turn of events. Well, when you make the point that he feels it's not just coach speak, he genuinely feels like they were behind in 2024. It's because his expectations of excellence are so high. He's raised the bar for himself so high that as outsiders, we may say, what the heck is he talking about? He's getting it done. But he may be so driven and have such high expe expectations and such high demands on himself, he may say, yeah, I know that this isn't where I want to be because I expect more, where we all may be satisfied yeah. because of what happened previous years. You see what I'm saying? I think he genuinely thinks, well, the bar's higher at Auburn, and I need to reach that bar, so yeah, I'm behind. And that's phenomenal because that's just showing you're not satisfied with status quo or resting on your laurels. Right. It goes to that whole theme of I'm not taking a breather in February. By God, he didn't. He sure didn't take a breather last night. Let's uh let's keep booging. Auburn message board legend Charlie Five. Your initial reaction, Charlie Five, when you saw that beautiful man put on an Auburn hat. Well, I'm actually in a ditch right now. I'm so excited. I ran off the road into a okay. ditch, and, I, and I'm just booging from the side of the interstate right now. So had to pull over, uh, talk. I, I, I Fired up, guys. Fired up. That's that's as big as it gets. That's big boy recruiting right there. Uh, and now I don't think anyone's off the table. I, I don't think anyone's off the table. Uh, 
you name you name them doesn't matter the 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 number of stars the caliber the offer list i don't think anybody's off the table because just it sent a message because people are going to want to play with a, a quarterback the caliber of walker white why is why is everyone still on the table because because you can you know you can go toe to toe with dabo with two first round quarterbacks mm. uh under under his belt uh who who who's going to beat uh, like who 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 do you fear? Like, who do you? Uh, I don't. I don't. I just don't think any, there's any recruit right now uh, that's off. That's off the table with Hugh Freeze. He's proven he can go get. He can go win battles. This is a battle that that we don't win. This is a battle we don't win. This is a battle that we try to keep secret, and and the and the secret gets out, and, and then we lose lose all the momentum. This is a battle we won uh, up against the wall. I, I just don't think there's anybody. It's off the table now. I don't think there's anybody that's out of reach, any recruit. Charlie Five, Daryl and I were talking a second ago. Can you remember a time where we've pulled off something like this? Not talking about like a flip on early signing day because, you know, those flips were exciting and Keldrick Falk specifically, but that was kind of let out of the bag. Like two days before, everybody kind of felt like, oh, okay, I think we're going to get Keldrick Falk. Can you think of a time where we've been able to pull this off? The last, the last big one that I can think of, where it's like we got our number one target at a position of guys that uh, that were being heavily pursued by others, was maybe like a Derek Brown. Mm-hmm. That's got to be like the last guy that I can think of. Uh, this is a guy. He I was mean, pretty good. Wa- yeah, he was decent. He was decent. <laughs> Walker White. Walker White was targeted from the start. It's your number one, number one quarterback, and he was Davo's number one quarterback. And you got him. I, from the quarterback position, I, I can't remember that. I can't remember the last one that was, that was, you know, that went down like this. Yeah, and, and just for it to happen so early, I mean, this the class that we could possibly build around this kid, Daryl. I mean, offensive lineman, I, I think is probably still going to be the biggest thing that this next class will need, just because you kind of got some stuff. You know, you got some years. And experience through the portal, but like by the time those guys are gone, you're going to need probably the 2024 guys. Maybe they'll be redshirt sophomores by that point. You can kind of start plugging and playing and actually like having some quality depth, which is exciting to talk about. But it's just if I'm a, if I'm an elite offensive lineman, like I want to block for Walker White. If I'm an elite receiver, I want to catch passes from Walker White. It's that simple. Yeah, I think you know Charlie Five's point does not need to go. Uh, you know, glossed over that he made early when you asked the question about is it sending a message or is it just kids wanting to play with him? W- putting guys in the league at certain positions is outside of NIL, in my opinion, the biggest draw to a university. And we can talk about the momentum like that Bruce Pearl has now in recruiting because you can look at Chuma and Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith. Well, when you get a kid away from Dabo Sweeney who's put Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence in the league, mm. I'm just telling you, you can't underestimate that. That That's why that's huge, because it's who you snatched him from, not just yes. the player himself. And that's where stars sometimes, to me, a high four-star, look at his offer list and who really wants him, and I'll take him over a five-star that maybe doesn't have that offer list. I, that's where it could be a little misleading. But second of all, your position groups – you know, Auburn has a great young receiving room right now that's got to mature, it's got to grow up. 
We'll see how that maturation process takes place. Their running back room, they got some good young running backs, but they'll lose Hunter in the next couple of years. So all this comes into play where even skill position guys in 2024, nothing like Charlie Five said, nothing's off the table. Go get the five-star receivers and the five-star running backs, the fat Burnett's, and say, come play with your boy Walker White. Hey, tw- hey, 2025, uh, five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams. Let me holler at you. Oh, holler. yeah. Your boy, your, boy, your boy Walker White wants to throw you some passes. Let's go. Yep. Let, I mean, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of commit that 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 can that's the kind of guy that can transcend years, class, class years. Like that's a guy that can appeal to 25 to 26 because uh by the time he's ready to take over, that's when those dudes are going to be coming in, and right. that's that's who's going to be throwing to him. So uh, that's it's just it's big to get a quarterback on early. It's bigger to get a franchise quarterback on uh, that could be you know a two to three year starter. Uh, and I mean, it's big. I mean, it's as big as it gets. It's unbelievable. Think about this. Think about this too. Both you guys can chime in. It just popped into my mind. He's a junior. So obviously you still got your whole senior year. Let's not rule out the opportunity or the op, you know the the uh, a situation where he could have even a better senior year, a monster senior year, and have that fifth star added. Now obviously I, with it comes more attention and maybe more schools calling it. It's a long way towards signing day, but to either you see a scenario where his stock will even go higher than a four star if he comes out and has a monster senior year. I think camp circuit this year is going to be big for him. He's probably going to be in the Elite 11. How does he perform there? Uh, Seven-on-seven seven stuff over the summer. I'm not sure the classification, Little Rock Christian. I, I don't I don't know exactly the level of, uh, you know, how, how much can a great another great season at that level really do. I, I don't really – I don't know. I, I can't speak to Arkansas high school football, but I think I think the camp circuit this summer is going to be big for Walker as far as shooting up shooting up the rankings uh and uh i mean i don't see real any i mean i don't see any reason why he wouldn't perform mm-hmm. well there yeah this was on three's uh recruiting prediction machine they had <laughs> auburn at a 3.3 at percent chance obviously all the experts had it on clemson 86.2 percent old miss at 2.3 percent arkansas at 1.6 percent obviously uh, the 3.3% won out. I mean, just to kind of, for folks joining in, maybe don't follow recruiting super closely, like just how big of a landslide pull this is, that's kind of, that's the statistical element of it. I mean, nobody saw this coming. And yeah. then even like, you know, a lot of Auburn fans were kind of monitoring Clemson message boards this morning, and there's like, there was just full confidence. Like, there wasn't even like anybody concerned about it. No, I think I think he had probably committed to them silently uh on his official visit i mean they they were they were extremely confident they were extremely Mm. confident uh and i mean from what i understand this could have been a last minute uh a last minute phone call this could have been a last minute hugh freeze not giving up uh to turn this thing at you know turn this thing in the the 11th hour uh uh i just that that's the that's the kind of recruiter we've got, guys. That's the it's not the a battle's not over until it's over. Uh, and once he locks in on locks in on a guy like that, a quarterback like that, it's going to be. I, I mean, this is proof. I mean, we don't even have a proof of concept on the field yet at Auburn. 
and he gets his number one target. I mean, that's what we're just going to have to get used to. That's what we're going to come to expect. I mean, I just the under Harson, I would have been like, well, is is it is it fair to like have that assumption or that expectation? But like, Hugh Freeze doesn't care. Like, Hugh Freeze is gonna he's gonna just gonna go get his guy. So. Yeah, he's an assassin, I think, in that role. I don't think he's going to – Here, he, yeah. I think, again, I don't want to echo everything Charlie Five says, but people need to understand that I agree that that – I think that silent commit came during his visit. And then what was very telling is if, let's just say, late night some something happens where you make a phone call and you're able to get him to think about it, he's the kind of kid that comes across, to me anyway – that if he did have a silent commit to Clemson on his trip, he probably let them know this morning that he wasn't going to go to Clemson. And that is why I think all the Clemson message boards got freaking crickets and got silent. It's because they knew that he was going to go to Auburn. And it's because he's the kind of kid that didn't – he didn't George Pickens Clemson. He probably let them know that, you know, (laughs) he probably let them know that he wasn't coming. This morning that he had changed his mind or whatever, and that's why I Love think it. he got eerily quiet. Trevon Reed tweeting out, mood with the, the freeze emoji, and then just, uh, I don't know, how would you describe Hugh Freeze? Just, I'm just wondering why it's a Yankees hat. Being I mean, I, swaggy. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a freaking win, guys. What a freaking yes. day. What a yeah, day. I mean, it, it, it's been a recruiting. I mean, I know this is a football uh, talking about Walker White, but it's just been a recruiting Gem for the last three days for football and basketball. Unbelievable! Like, I mean, you just are on a high right now with 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 the two Auburn basketball commits. Now the three Auburn football commits. A basketball win over Georgia. If you can take care of business tomorrow in Knoxville, it'll be one of the greatest five days in a long time in Auburn athletics. Oh. And then go go spank somebody in Tuscaloosa tonight in gymnastics and really get it rolling. That'd be I, nice. I. It's so funny, and and I, I talk with a lot of people about this, and Zach, we've talked about this too. Like, I I pictured Hugh Freeze as being the Bruce Pearl version of a football coach at Auburn, and the guys. Oh, we lost Charlie Five. His takes were so hot they just fizzled that out. That is a great take, especially with the whole second chance scenario, right? And. You know, show not show cause, but being in trouble, but charismatic personality, loves the university and seems yeah. grateful just to be there. Right? Appreciative of the opportunity. That's the thing I see with the parallels. And, and the, the personality fit is there, too. Like, none of yeah. it's forced. It's just like, yeah, you're going to, like, really like it here. And you're going to find a lot of success here just because of, I think, a lot of its energy, right, and passion. I mean, Auburn fans are so passionate. Once they like choose to be good at something, they like really want to be the best at it. And we've seen that on the basketball court and just it carrying over now, now with freeze on the football field, it's just unbelievable. I mean, what do you think, Daryl? I mean, what is this guy got to be feeling? And I'm sure there's some part of him that's like, I haven't done anything yet. I got to keep grinding. Like we don't have a roster that can compete. So we got to keep working and working and working. But there's got to be some part of him like that keeps seeing all of these wins come where it's like, yes, I'm back. I'm doing this. 
Because I'm sure there's been some sort of like self-doubt in some of this, right? Like, how could there not be? It's like, man, if I ever get back to the SEC, will I be able to do this? And I mean, just what he's done on early signing day and and, and then obviously what he's done this week, it's just it's just awesome. It's just I I'm really, that, really happy for him. Yeah, I think he has that sense of I've got a plan. I've I envision it, I can see it, and now I'm gonna go get it. But I do I do think that he's probably realizing that this is a great place to coach with all these yeah. wins. But he's also, I think, keeping it in perspective and keeping it in check. Because at any time, you know, you can be humbled in this in this profession. So I think he's he's cautiously optimistic right now and is going to pretend with the, the way he's going to recruit, he's going to pretend like he hasn't signed anybody. That mm-hmm. old adage, if you go in at halftime and you're up 15 and your coach tells you play like we're tied, I think that's what he's doing on the recruiting trail right now. He's got all these wins, but he's recruiting like he, he's got amnesia, like he doesn't have these wins. And that's the way to do it. That's right. I mean, just the overall energy right now throughout the Auburn fan base is so fun. I mean, it hasn't been this in a long time. A long no. time, Daryl. And I can tell you, let's let's go back and 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 mark the night where we felt like the pendulum and the momentum had swung and give credit to one Cadillac Williams after the Texas AM game because I felt different after that night. I felt like something had shifted in hope and encouragement and just just things felt it was a it was a it was a change a tide of change and that Cadillac is is very very intricate in what he did to kind of get that moving in the other direction that's the first time I felt different and felt some hope and felt like you know like you said it it, it just felt good again yeah yeah I mean it it, it kept I mean that, that night was symbolic right because it kind of showed when Auburn is all on the same page, all levels, the boosters, the administration, the coaches, the players, the fans. It could be really special, right? And like that wasn't a very well-coached team. It's not the player's fault. It's just that that's the product that was put on the field. And it's like when all those things are together, it could be really, really good. And that's exactly what we're starting to see here. I mean, it seems like, and this was kind of the reasoning against hiring Hugh, is, is one of the bigger ones that I heard, was, Oh my gosh, like the higher ups want Hugh Freeze. And we're all like, well, we shouldn't give them anything that they want. But now it's like, oh, okay, well, he's able to work in IL. Okay, he's able to work and raise money if he needs to. Okay, he's able to like do all of this without being pushed back. Like that's what that's what we all wanted. Mm-hmm. As a coach that we could actually let do his job and he's doing it. And it's incredible. It's incredible. Sometimes now he's doing yeah, it at a higher clip, and I think he's putting more effort in, Daryl, than, than other right. coaches would in this situation. But still, like this is what we all wanted this to look like. I and I didn't think it would happen this quick, Daryl. I didn't. But I mean, it's been instant. I mean, he snapped his fingers, and we're getting top guys. I think this whole narrative that you you know when you talk about everyone want you know the higher ups want Hugh, it, it's so frustrating when people put personal biases and feelings ahead of the betterment of the program just to get their way. So if I feel really strongly about certain members of the board of trustees, even though they may be making good decisions, I'd rather them not have their way and us get a lesser candidate so they can't have their way. That is stupid and self-inflicting. And when you start getting out of the way and say, look, maybe some of these guys know what the heck they're talking about and, and maybe us 
maybe Auburn pulling all the same direction with NIL and donations going up and everyone being on the same page will really help propel this program rather than my own personal feelings and yeah. and biases. That that's when you've just got to put it aside in any organization. Any organization. Sometimes you can't get what you want, even if you don't like the person making the decision for the betterment of the program. And I think we saw that with the last hire. Uh, we did. We saw that and got got people yeah. got weary of that and that old right. stupid narrative about who controls this and controls that. This is a good hire because everybody is on the same page and, and we're we haven't seen, like I said, proof of concept on the field. When when Brian Harson first came on board. Does anybody have the list of the 14 players he shouted out? If anybody has that in the live chat, please send that to me because that would be that'd be fun. So I know he mentioned Jamison Riggs. Um, he's a he's a three-star tackle right now, 2024 class. He also mentioned Blake Franks. He's a 24 offensive guard. He's a four-star currently. Um, both those guys would be great. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm still concerned about the future of the offensive line. I think it's going to be okay this year, Daryl. But like, you want to compete with Alabama and Georgia? Like, we just need a better offensive line. And the only way to do that is you get them in early, and then by the time they're like redshirt sophomores or juniors, they're like NFL players. Like, that's that's the only way yeah. to do that. And so, uh, I'm all about it. I hope so many kids come in and they just want to block for him. Like, that's that that would be the dream. You'll know that Auburn's a ride from an offensive line standpoint down the road when kids are leaving Auburn and getting in the transfer portal that are offensive linemen because they can't get playing time. Oh, my gosh. That just doesn't that's seem like real life. Know, that's when you know the tide has shifted. I uh -huh. mean, it's true because what you'll want to do three years from now is you'll have these kids that are freshmen and sophomores on the strength and conditioning program all beefed up, ready to play. And then if you've got to go plug and play with one or two dudes from the portal, that's what you do not go get five or six. And then because of that, kids go, well, gosh, they're bringing this guy in. I'm going to leave because I want more playing time. This offensive line is too good. I can't – I'm not going to beat anybody out. That would be when you know you've built it how you need it to be. All right. He mentioned Cam Coleman. I'm not familiar with Cam Coleman. That's anymore. the receiver that was at Kentucky on Saturday. Okay. Uh, and I think he's from Phoenix City and Auburn on Sunday. Everyone yeah, was that's freaking out because he went to Kentucky – on Saturday, but that joker on the way back from Kentucky stopped in Auburn on their junior day Sunday when there was less kids and had a real nice visit. And then Frank, uh, Blake Franks, he mentioned Blake Franks. He is a four-star, he's a four-star guard. So, yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, the, the kid, the kid wants to win. I mean, everything I read about this guy said he's a winner. He's always focused on winning. Seems like his priorities are certainly straight. I mean, this is just such a, I mean, I, I hate just get saying the same thing over and over again, but like, this is one of the biggest, this is one of the biggest uh, days in Auburn recruiting in a long, long time. I agree. And I think it's because anytime you get something that's a little bit unexpected and the winds of change come about in like 12 hours and shift, it's beautiful because Auburn's used to being on the other side of that. So when, that I think that's what makes this all the more glorious is that mm -hmm. it's it was unexpected. It wasn't like from the get go this kid was crystal ball to Auburn. He was going to announce today. We were expecting this. It was a formality. No, as when we all went to bed last night, let's be honest, Zach. We thought, well, Auburn's going to go one for one today. They're going to get the 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 felon kid, the basketball player, 
from Baker, but the Walker White's going to commit to Clemson. That's that's what I felt, if I'm being honest with myself. And then this morning, things started to change and started to flip. So that's what makes it all the all the more uh, celebratory is that it was unexpected until this morning. Yeah, and I mean, it was there was so much like there was a lot of smoke around all. And I was getting texts this morning, and I'll, I'll say it in the Discord. I'm like, get ready to book. Like it could totally happen today. And I don't know. I just almost feel like we're conditioned to like not win these. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like it almost feels we like we're get at over that, that point. PTSD. We do. Uh, at some point, we will. I mean, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm ready to get hurt again. So yes. Walker just tweeted out this graphic. And I'm getting it to load right now. Here it is. Um, Ooh, wow. That's there's a lot pretty- going on there. But, uh, yep. Him and, uh, him and Hugh Freeze. I just, are those Tiger pants that you freeze is wearing? I can't it, tell. It's on my phone. Yeah, they're they're not. I thought they were, but they're just it's like super edited version of khakis. So because you, you were go. too young to remember the Zubas pants that in the NFL they wore in the nineties that were striped and they were like the rave, man. They were the rave. You need to Google that sometime. Uh yeah, I guess so. Did you ever wear those? Did you ever wear tiger no. pants? No, they were they were called Zubas, and they had the hats to match, and they literally were like sweatpants that were tiger striped in all the NFL teams, and they wore some of the players wore them on the sidelines that were not dressed out. So that's exactly what those looked like. I was like, my gosh, he's throwing it back to nineteen ninety two. There, he can't start as a freshman, right? Or can he? Can he start? Let's do the timeline real quick. So let's assume okay. Robbie. Let's assume. So I think our options this upcoming year are Robbie is the starter. Or I guess TJ could be the starter, um, and I think both of those are like short-term guys. Or you go get yeah. a grad tr- or a transfer, or a grad transfer, and that's probably a one-year guy t- as well. And then he comes in in twenty-four. Could he win out in one of those situations? He wins the job in twenty-four if Robbie is not the starting quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Meaning if Robbie Ashford wins the job as your starting quarterback in 2023 and, and, and you freeze has enough confidence in him thinking that he's the best option. And then he progresses. Like I think he would under Hugh freeze in one year. Then no, I do not think Walker white comes in and starts to think Ashford is your 24 starter. If Robbie Ashford does not win the job in the spring and Auburn does not think he's QB one and they bring in, a transfer fifth-year guy to play one year who leads us to the bridge year, and then Robbie has to compete in 2024. All bets are off. It's a full competition, and I wouldn't absolutely rule him out not starting. But it's I think under those two scenarios is how that would play out. Solomon asked a good question, or I guess he's it's a statement. We are going to lose Holden Gurner. Uh, I think this win probably makes that a little bit more likely, Daryl. Yeah. Um, you know, the quarterback room, you still have this year. The kid doesn't come on campus till 2024. That's true. So you'll have to see what happens. You got Hank Brown still. Uh, the you baby know, the, goat. The baby goat that's there in the quarterback room. So would Gurner stay on for this year, thinking that under Hugh Freeze he could develop and – if Robbie is the starter and gets banged up or he beats mm-hmm. him, who knows? There, There's a lot to play in 23. I don't think you lose him in the immediate future. But let's say he goes through 2023 and really doesn't take any significant snaps 
and Auburn gets a transfer quarterback and Holden Gurner is the number three dude, then you're going into 2024 and you got this stud pony coming on campus? Absolutely. Unless Robbie was a kid that thought about, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, you just have to, there's so many different scenarios that if Robbie was to feel like I didn't get a fair shake and I, and this kid's coming in, so I'm leaving, then maybe Gurner stays. It's a, it's a moving pieces of the puzzle of who goes when and where before it to be, you know, kind of just trickle down. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't think this was a good day for Holden at Auburn. I just don't think it is. I could be wrong. And heck, we just don't know the kids makeup enough. We don't know if he says, I don't give a crap that this kid's coming in in 2024. I can spin it and I'm going to, and I'm on campus right now and I have a spring to establish myself. I'm here. He's not, who knows? Some kids have that mentality. Fitz says Holden won't leave unless he thinks he can't beat out white. Um, maybe, maybe I, I just think Hugh is going to, it's impossible not to lean towards the guys that are your dudes. Um, and we can That's say true. that, I mean, we can say that Hugh's going to, you know, play the best guy and like, he probably will. But if it's tied and you can kind of sell yourself on like, well, I could get three years of this guy or one year of this guy, like I'm going to take the three years of the guy that's close, you know? So um, Hugh Freeze, just talking to folks close to Hugh, and they've been in the, in the room when they talk about recruiting strategy and who they're targeting and how they build out their big board. Hugh is very big on his own rankings. And a lot of times he has to like watch the kid in person to develop these rankings. And so there are some guys that'll be three stars that he's like, yeah, I think he's the best tackle for my specific offense for what we want to do. And so he doesn't care about all these rankings. This was his number one quarterback, Daryl. And if, if you're just going to put all of your, like, I'm not saying he's putting all of his stock in Walker white. I gotta be careful. I'm gonna say Walter white every time. But if he's going to put all that stock and say, hey, Walker White is my number one quarterback and you get him and you build this class around him and that becomes part of your sales pitch, I just don't see how he's not given more of a chance than other people. I think that we'd have to go back and look at the quarterbacks that played immediately for Hugh Freeze when they came in that following year. And they're all guys that transferred. I mean, Chad Kelly was a transfer. He got in trouble and he transferred to Ole Miss. Malik Willis transferred from Auburn. I can't remember Bo Wallace's playing status, but I don't think he started as a freshman. Dr. So Bo. I think it, yeah, so I think – so I don't – he may look at him as the long-term answer, but that that answer may get – may start in 2025, right? He may think he can get two years out of Robbie or three years out of Robbie. I don't know. It, it all depends. We're, we're going to start seeing the domino effect of this and the dots connect in May. When Auburn, or if Auburn brings in a starter from the transfer portal, yeah, you'll start to figure out more, I think, of how this is all going to play out in the next couple of years with, with Walker White. And I think that he's got his quarterback. I think he's got his quarterback in the future. When that future starts, I think he's, mm-hmm. he's comfortable if it's his sophomore year after sitting a year. I you know, I think that he the transfer portal bides him that time. Having a having a quarterback that played a, a season at Auburn, right. like Robbie Ashford, 
Ashford bides him that time. Bo Wallace went to Arkansas State with Hugh, then had to go to the community college route for a year, and then was at Ole Miss from 12 to 14. Okay. So it so looks he like really he, he sat out for a year because you used to have to do that to transfer. So 13 was his first year as a starter. Looks like he 12, 12, 13, and 14. He played 13 games in all three of those seasons. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, but he did. Yeah, he went somewhere, came back. So, yeah. Um, Bo Wallace is coaching now. Do you know that? I, I did not know that. I had no idea. That's, that's, that's pretty amazing. Good for him. Good for Dr. Bo. Beat Alabama. Dr. Bo. Dr. Bo. Cool. Anybody have any questions or comments about this incredible, incredible edition before uh, before we put a bow on this one? And Daryl, thank you for for stopping You're by. Welcome. You're welcome for for a few minutes. Um, big day. It just feels great. It's a great day. And it so is. It's fun um, to kind of revel in this. It is. It is. Uh, let's see. Does TJ have a chance at this point? Carlos asks. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, is he a fit for what Hugh does? I don't think so, but I think TJ is a better passer than Robbie currently. And I think with some of the traits that Hugh talks about wanting in his quarterbacks, as far as like, you know, responding to adversity and things like that, I think TJ is probably a bit better at that. I think that's why Harson liked TJ so much to start the season. So we'll see. Um, what is TJ's status? Yeah, TJ's. Yep, yeah, TJ's on the team, as far as we know. He will be one yeah, of the. Yeah, to make an the, educated answer to that, I'd, I'd probably have to get more information and not speculation of how everything went down at the end of last year uh, with TJ not playing and some of the things about hearing he f refused to go in and that kind of thing. So I would want the whole story before I would be able to really make an educated guess as to whether or not he had a chance to be the quarterback or not. GTAU uh, asked if Grayson, this is Grayson McCall, I assume, were to come after spring, does he just have one year left? Yes, he would be, I believe yeah. he'd be a super senior. He's already used his COVID year. So, uh, or I guess this would be his COVID year. Well, he would yep. be a graduate transfer. It's the only way he could come. So, yes, he'd only have one year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he could have come under the old. Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the ironic part. This isn't just a new transfer portal rule that Grayson McCall, this was, you remember, remember Russell Wilson, all those guys, when they graduated, the graduate transfer rule, the old rule. Jeremiah Masoli to Ole Miss. Yes, he still could have come under under the old rule, so. Yep. Um, okay, yeah, people still talking about TJ. No thanks. Uh, cool. Daryl, how can people give you some love, buddy? Well, DAP6410, you can follow me on Twitter uh, tomorrow. Uh, we will be on live after the we'll Tennessee be live. Game. So we'll we'll talk Auburn basketball and then Monday mornings with Ben Taylor at seven ten a.m. on Good Morning Auburn Opelika. That's right, that's right. And uh, you can follow me on social media at the Blackberry Relevant and work at auburndaily.com. And guys, listen to me. We're so close to ten thousand subs. There's over five hundred of you in here right now. Please click that subscribe button if you are not currently subbed. Would mean a ton in growing the channel. And also, look, there's going to be people out there that say this isn't a big deal. Look at them in the face and laugh at them. Laugh at them. It's okay to book today. It's okay 
to bug about Walker White choosing Auburn. It's okay to be excited. It's okay to show hope. This is the new, this is the new era of Auburn football. So let's get used to this feeling. Let's chase that feeling and have a great rest of your Friday, everyone. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.